0: Good evening, everybody. It is another episode of our regularly scheduled Scarves and Spikes. Glad to be here with you guys. Tyler Pilgrim, alongside Sydney Hunt, and Tommy Moose. What's up? Uh, we're coming off a historic week, or weekend, mm-hmm. and the, the Five Stripes have finally slayed the, the beast. And they're moving forward to another place where they haven't had a ton of success recently. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about everything going on with the team, some of the things that you might not be privy to necessarily. But yeah, how you guys doing?
1: I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Well, very well. I'm about to uh, travel to Texas this weekend to visit family that I haven't seen in a little bit. So excited about that. Going to try to watch the match obviously on Saturday. If not live, definitely the playback when I can. But yeah, should be a fun trip down, and hoping that Lenny United can also beat NYCFC, which we'll talk about later on.
2: Absolutely. I am uh, just want to thank everybody for checking in on me. Uh, I've been recovering from a kidney stone, which I realize is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, but uh, I've named it, so when I give birth to it, you know, it, his, his name is Rocky. So okay. we've... <laughs> I like it. I think it's a boy. I'm just assuming it's a boy. So just hoping uh I, I can uh, start moving and getting out running again because I've been very bored.
0: Yeah, I mean you always think it's a good idea to just sit around the house and not do anything until you actually do it, and then you're like, Man, this freaking sucks so bad. I'm getting
2: it all started. I've been watching a ton of baseball, like that's been like my thing for like the past like week is just watching baseball.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I had um, a
2: little something myself. I mean, yeah, like a little sore throat,
1: but I'm better now. I'm almost at pretty much 100 percent. So probably just, probably just allergies.
2: Uh, yeah. John says in the chat, someone had over 100 kidney stones in six in a 65. Oh, man. I, you know, this is my first, you know, this this is me popping my kidney stone cherry. I, I could, I can only imagine what, what 100 of them would do. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. Um that Ugh. that's awful. I'm talking,
0: whoa! <laughs> that's oh, no, awful. no! 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 <laughs> can't um, imagine. Nah, that's terrible. And I've never even had one, but I've heard so many people talk about how terrible they are. So yeah, I can't imagine having more than one.
2: You know what's more hard hitting though than a kidney stone? What's that Red that? Bulls match. That Red that's Bulls right. match. This is true. This is true. Basically, a hockey. It was a hockey game out there.
0: But, hey, you know, and we're going to talk about it because we're going to hit on a lot of stuff, Uh, but I think it's one of the most refreshing things to see a team that has been bullied around played decent football. Like, you know, it's pretty for at least the last year and a half. Couldn't get the results they wanted, but it's nice to see them go out there and just have a street fight and win. That was refreshing. I'm super happy to see that.
2: And we predicted it last week. Like that... Sorry, Cindy, go ahead. No,
1: no, I was gonna say Pass Atlanta United teams I've seen it mentioned on social media, Pass Atlanta United teams probably don't win that match. They probably crumble under the pressure and probably allow that conceding or concede that equalizing goal at the very last. And I was like kinda of holding my breath, hoping it didn't happen, as well as probably a ton of fans in the stands, uh, below me. But it didn't happen that shoe never dropped and yeah like we you were just saying tyler it, or as you guys were just saying it was like a hockey game um just i think it was like like 30 fouls or something like that but or something like 10 yellow cards just very physical very emotional and it, it's what you come to expect from red bulls they don't they don't go easy on you so Get on L.A. United for getting that win. Like I said, past teams probably don't win that game, and you can't look at it in the vacuum, like, and just say, "Oh, they should have scored." Yeah, they should have scored more goals, and maybe they weren't their protagonist throughout the, most of the match. But three points is three points at the end of the day, and yeah,
0: yeah. That that thought came to my mind uh, today or last night. Where I was watching the highlights again, um, and I just I remember looking at the scoreline and thinking, you know what, like. It was so stressful to watch, Uh, you know, Mark saying in the, in the chat, I hate sweating out one goal leads, especially in ugly games. Absolutely. Uh, That was, that was, it was an ugly game, but it was an effective one from an Atlanta United perspective. I mean, and yes, they did get lucky. Luck is part of it. It's nice that the team has luck because they didn't last year at all. So... Uh, yeah. And Dan saying we won and Chris didn't blow it. This is true. Uh, real quick, shout out all you guys, uh, everybody in the chat. We want to, we want to hear from you guys as usual, Michael checking in from book, Brookhaven. Appreciate it. Uh, Zilf. We see you, Josh, we see you guys, uh, keep it coming and we want to, we want to hear from you guys and we want to, we want to get you guys involved. So, um, real quick, we got to point out our Patreon because we are building some stuff up for that. Uh, we just dropped our, First Patreon only video, which was just kind of like yeah. a cool get to know us video, and we wanted you know to kind of let you guys know our background and how we got into Atlanta United and, and probably football in general, and maybe we gave more backstory than people bargained for, but that's okay. Uh, but it, it's it's what we want to do. We want to have fun with you guys. And the next thing that we're planning is uh, a watch along, which I, I I will say, and we've talked about it. The date that the game that we're looking to do. This is not set in stone yet, but it's most likely is gonna be the Toronto match on I believe is it April fifteenth. I think so. so. Yeah, so sure. Patreon. Um that's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time with it. It'll be an enjoyable time. We're not, you know, we're not taking things seriously. We're having fun. We're gonna be a bunch of a bunch of folks watching Atlanta United. So it'll be a good time. Yeah. And uh hopefully getting another win. But check it out. Patreon.com. What is it, Sydney? Correct me if I'm wrong. Patreon.com yes.
1: yeah, patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. And I'll put it in the chat. I'll put it in pin it in the comments so you guys can get to it rather easily. But yeah, patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. And thank you to who, all of you who have already contributed already. We so appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, anyone who wants in, please, please come on board and help us bring more content like this, not just our regular show every week but the watch logs the special patreon only episodes a lot that we want to do with that so really appreciate your help and your donations and your support helps us to do that and really up the ante as far as the coverage that we offer you so really excited for that
0: word word 100 percent. yeah i um, uh, can't say it better we appreciate it as usual Um, And if you guys also uh, not Patreon related, but if you guys haven't already, make sure you're checking out our channel, our YouTube channel, because we've got the uh, the player rating videos that we're doing on the usually usually this Sunday after the matches that'll adjust depending on things throughout the season. But we just have a good time with it. We use a uh, proprietary, scientifically proven method to determine our ratings, utilizing whiteboards and other show and tell items. So. Come join us. Come, come listen to it. Come watch it. It's it's a fun time. But ah, uh, all right. Yeah. So, the Red Bulls. Uh, what can we say? They wanted to bring a physical game to Atlanta, and they got street fought back to New York or New Jersey, rather. They go back and look at like, like some of the old
2: team. teams, though. Like we were, we weren't tough. Like you go back and look at some of those rosters and like some of these were some of the youngest were one of the youngest teams in the league over the past couple of years and like. You just had small guys. You guys, you didn't have anybody besides Ibarra that was, like, really going to get in anybody's face. And, like, yeah, Zill says Ibarra was my man of the match. 100% agree. Like, he was physical throughout that game, and he was smart. And I think that's what's been really important because there was a a lot of games last year where he just wasn't smart at all. Just constant yellows, you know, in the first 20, 25 minutes. Seems like he's getting better at that. Um, Yakamakis is physical, very physical. Um, you know, and you it's funny. That, that was
0: the best part of the match. <laughs> now, you
2: know, you could, the goal was nice, but man, when when he took that guy out and then, you know, the guy was on the ground acting like he was dead and like Yakamakis <laughs> helps him up and like just starts rubbing the back of his head. Like he's like, he's a dog just checking like, you're okay. You're I okay, man. Your
0: message Like, is he petting him?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah. I mean, he's having fun, and, and, you know, with Joseph, he was having a lot of fun, and it's good to see that. It seems like, you know, I, we talked about in on the rating show, but if you didn't watch it, go back and watch right before the second half started. He's joking around with Almada and maybe Ibarra. Um, just, you know, he's he's joking around with them, and I, I wish that they were mic'd up. I wish I could hear yeah. what they were saying. I probably wouldn't understand what they were saying, But I I could use someone to translate it for me, and then I can understand. But, I mean, that's nice to see. And I think when teams are calm, having fun, a close locker room, that says a lot for teams. And we haven't, you know, you go back to the early Atlanta United teams that had fun. You know, they had cookouts. And everything has just seemed so serious over the past couple years. And because losing sucks, President. and when you're losing, you don't have fun. And this team is having fun now, and they're loose. And look what's happening they're They're sticking up for each other. They're scoring goals. Um, and, and like the guys that are getting assists are, are just as happy as the the person that's scoring the goal. Like they're just immediately running to the guy that assisted it and, and cheering. And like it's it just seems like this is an entirely different environment from the Portland chicken and rice incident from there, which is great to see.
1: I apologize, by the way. I dropped my mic almost. So You got to do it cool on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to run that back, <laughs> put that on the um, highlight reel. But, um, no, Tommy, you're exactly right. Um, I, I, I mean, there's such a thing about it as a team being too loose. But that being said, you have to strike the balance between being too loose and um, just at ease with everything. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about winning or losing, but you just have this relaxed, calm, like you were saying, this attitude about you that you, you have each other's back, that you have your man's back out there. I think that's what we saw a little bit of on Saturday against Red Bulls. Um, I said it during the ratings show. You know, Lady United really sent a message, especially with that tackle by Yakubakis. I sent a message that, you know, Lady Knight, were going to be pushed around on his own field. And this is a team that has given themselves a lot of fits throughout their brief existence in MLS. It's a team that has given a lot of other teams fits in their existence. And, yeah, the, the stats themselves probably tell a different story, maybe suggest that Red Bulls kind of had a little bit more of the match than Lady United. They have 15 shots on go- 15 shots on goal. Uh, 15 shots total, two on target. Lady United is just eight shots, uh, four on target. Um, XG, I know Colonel was talking about that. XG was 1.5 for Lady United and 0. 0.9 for Red Bulls, which kind of feels right. I don't know if... Red Bulls kind of... Like, like I said... They, they aren't a super high-scoring team. They, they can just hurt you in so many other ways, right? And we saw that on Saturday with just the physicality, the constant pressure. You know, Amada, they're double-teaming him and just forcing him into uncharacteristic mistakes. But, again, uh, they, they can hurt you in so many ways. And you can see the passing numbers, um both teams were under 80% passing completions. Uh, Red Bulls were at 71%. Atlanta United were just under 80%, 793 But Red Bulls really invite you to have the ball. And possession was heavily in favor of Atlanta United on Saturday. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I do know that they were they had so much more of the ball than Red Bulls. Uh, yeah, 59%, almost, like 60%, almost 40 And that's what they do. They, they love to let teams have the ball so they can just win it back and hit it back on the counter. Um, and, and that's their style. That's what they do. And so many teams struggle a couple with that. But good on letting United for not melting and not maybe doing what other teams would do in the past and just kind of crumbling. Like I said earlier, give it that equalizer and lose out on three points. Really, really big win. Really good win.
0: Yeah, I mean – there's so many little bits and pieces from this game that I think you can just look at the scoreline and say, hey, the, the team won. That's cool. They did it finally. They beat them in the regular season, and that's great. But we're talking about the fight that they showed. Parada, and I'll talk about it in a little bit from the training ground. Parada talked about it yesterday, um, mentioned specifically that this team, we everybody already knows they can play good football pretty football but they haven't been able to necessarily show that they can they can descend into the the down and dirty when when it comes time to do so and and if we're being honest uh this team hasn't done that since probably 2019 i think uh yeah dan saying in the chat we haven't had physical since Lorenowitz and Carmona. i mean yeah like those days where you had the lgps the Lorenowitzes, even parky to a degree um you know those guys they were, they weren't putting up with crap. I mean, just the simplest way of putting it, they were not putting up with any BS. And if if a team tried to come at them with it, they would give it right back. And and of course, there's always that famous you know video, the GIF that you'll see of Lareninwitz. I forget what player. Uh, maybe was it? Was, was that the one where numerous? he? Yeah, yeah, but where he he dumped him. He Lareninwitz dumped him on the floor. That and, was Red um, Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so that's what Dan was talking about. But, yeah, like that's the kind of stuff that you, you need to see. And then what Yakamakis did the other day in that match, first of all, and we talked about it a little bit, it might on like at face value look like a reckless tackle. He got the ball. You still, I mean, yeah. you can't just say, oh, we got the ball, so it's not a foul. Um, he got the ball, and he got like all of, I think, Stroud, I think it's Peters. anyway, got all the player too. Took him to the ground. But it was in direct, I don't want to say retaliation, but it was a direct consequence of Etienne getting fouled for like the 15th time and not getting a call. And uh, you could tell that Atlanta had had enough of it, and they were tired of getting targeted over and over again. And if you go back the past couple of years, you know, you look at Moreno getting fouled all the time, or at least they would try to foul Moreno. At least he was one that would stand up some tackles and, and kind of, you know, stay on his feet. But Barco fouled nonstop. Um Obviously they're fou- they anytime, you know, Prime Joseph, they're fouling him as much as possible whenever he was on the field. But it was it's a good thing to see that that blueprint of trying to take out Atlanta isn't gonna work with this version of the team. Almada doesn't easily go to the ground. He makes people look stupid that try to tackle him. Uh Yakimakis, they call him tank, clearly, I think we've all seen now, like why they call him that. Um, and then you've got other physical guys, Etienne, no joke. Caleb Wally is not, not a slouch either. Um, and, and and we all know Ibarra. So, like, it's good to see that this team has got that physical aspect and they got the fight. And I think, really, that's the biggest thing you can take from this game. The win's great, obviously. Three points, is, <laughs> that's that's what you want. But it also puts the rest of the league on notice. Pineda mentioned it in that post-match press conference where he said, yeah, Mark, good shout, Goopman as well. Um but he, but Pineda mentioned it saying that Atlanta United needs to earn the respect from other teams in this league, including the referees. We'll hit on the refs in a minute because I see people in the chat talking about it. But, I mean, yeah, like teams don't respect Atlanta, or they haven't in the past. In the past, you know, really since 2020, if you think about it. So to have a team that's going to go out there and say, no, nah, you're going to respect us or you're going to get, you know, we're going to give it right back to you, That's that's refreshing. And it's so good to see.
1: Yes, to see it's like, um, like said, It's like hockey, like we already yeah. said, which is ironic because Atlanta have lost to MLS, not MLS, uh, to NHL franchises already. So,
2: yeah, Ozil is there. another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, all the Alonzo's available. Absolutely, Ozzy Alonzo, Parada. I mean, we we on the ratings thing. We really got into that a, you know a lot more. But like that guy was everywhere. I'm not just talking about on the, on, on the, during play, off play. Anybody was pushing, that guy was running 30 yards to get over to the scrum and, and cause some trouble, you know, sticking up for his teammates. That's a huge thing. And, and Almada. Right, I went back in, I'm sorry?
0: I was going to say, and Almada was, too, so if you go back and watch the, the, the replay of it all, Almada was right there in the mix, too.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it, it was nice to see. And, You know, I went back to watch because I I know I was talking about it on the ratings, but Guzan was getting really upset with Parada. Like you go back and watch. There's about three or four times where the ball should just go to Guzan so he could grab the ball, hold it and then reset, probably kick it out of bounds. But he didn't do that. Parada would just he was he was an energizer bunny. He would just see that ball and he would just punt it, punt it into the crowd. And, like, Kuzan would just, like, put his arms up going, what the hell are you doing? Like, just let me have the ball. And, no, he, he wanted, you know, and, like, that's going to kill some of the clock, too, I think, which was what some of what Brad wanted there instead of just booting it there. But, yeah, he was he was very – he was all over the, the field on and off during play. And that's a leader. And it's going to keep Abram off the field. And, you know, I, I don't know if we really expected – I mean – there was a lot of trash talk about Prada and his defensive side of the game we all know he could score goals but the defensive side was lacking a lot of last year and now people have changed their thoughts and they don't want him off the field and I know some of that was because they they saw uh, a very small amount of play of a uh with the national team you know not doing very well but you know Prada wants to stay here you know Zilf has asking about uh what the loan fee is going to be. I'm not sure, but he's making it hard for the front office not to keep him you know, at the end of this year. So I would assume if things continue to go well, they keep him because next year you're probably going to be out someone very important with Miles Robinson, and you don't want to start your entire back line from scratch going into next year. And if this guy's continuing to do well on both sides of the ball, then go for it. I mean, really, what he could have, like, two goals, I think. I mean, two or three goals already this year. But oh, yeah. one, I think one was outside. Uh, one hit the post. Yeah, and then he
0: put one hitter right over the top, barely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and I think going into the match against Red Bulls, he was, like, number four on the entire team in shots, which is yeah. hilarious. Center back, center back. Having
1: so many shots, yeah. Yeah
0: but that's just the kind of oh, player he is mark, and that's what you want like, yeah <laughs> but mark with a good point you know we'll be losing miles for the gold cup so it'll be it'll be good that we've got abram around and that's true i mean and, and i don't i really don't it's not so much of a abram is bad i mean yeah you've only seen him play 5 minutes or something like he he just he had a a, a tough game against a really good team in germany like you can't take much out of that What's making it difficult is the fact that Parada is playing really well and Miles yeah, is just that good. Like, yeah, that's it. That's what I
1: meant. So, and not his fault. They can't see the field. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. But, good problem
0: with have, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, yeah, Zilf, can we talk about Franco Ibarra bossing up the midfield this year? I mean, that, you know, what, what can you say about Ibarra? The dude's just. Uh, Badass.
2: Badass badass let's just say he's a he's a badass like that's what he is right pg-13 rating now i said it three (laughs) times i think
0: yeah up in the world yeah
2: we we, we bumped up from pg no i mean he's great like he's he's physical and he's challenging people and he seems more confident in himself which is wild because we talked about this the last couple weeks feel like a broken record here but like we all hated on him in the preseason what we saw of him the very limited play, he was terrible. Like he was not good at all. And you, you saw you saw uh Paneda like bashing him in, in the first preseason game, like on like yelling at him on the sideline. But that's that's great. And you know, whether that's just him getting it together, him getting more into shape, because I think that's been a question about um, his physique and I mean, the guy's not fast, but, you know, I mean, he even said, I think at one point in the the preseason that he was, you know, still trying to, you know, get match fit. But he's he's doing what he needs to now. He seems fit. He's able to play 90. He doesn't look like he's slowing down. And at the end of the game where you need to grind out the minutes, he's helping you grind out those minutes. And he's doing some of those physical tackles where maybe it's just a foul. But you're killing the clock during that as well, right? So I, I think that he's he's doing great. Oh, jeez! All right, Zilz asked some good to be, questions, who but else
1: do this. i to criticize this year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 get Sosa better. Let's get Sosa. <laughs> let's let's get him uh, to, to be better. Zilz asking if if. Oh, sorry, I jumped on, but um, but let's see Prada we'll, here long term. It feels this. like it. Really starting to love that guy, blunders and all. I I like we said a few minutes ago, I, I think that he ends up staying here. He as he as the the fees not crazy. Right. And like he's earning he's learning English, which is Very well, which is huge. Yeah.
0: Very well. Price. Yeah, to you're his seeing people. a lot of
2: these Atlanta stars like really going and, and trying hard to, to learn English. You got some some Braves players I noticed this weekend that have Previously, not been very good English speakers. Like all of a sudden, be able to speak English very well. Now I got Atlanta players coming in, and or Atlanta United players coming in, and, and really learning.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's a that's a thing that you. It, it's little things like that that you start to see a player do, that shows you they want to be here. And I think, go ahead and get it ready, Tommy. We go back to Joseph last year, and the comment that he made. <laughs> about you know the t- you know the, the club bringing in players that don't want to be here take that quote in whatever context you want however it has to be pointed out that yeah there it is the joseph candle the famous one um it smells good today I, I, what 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 uh, what is it by the way is it like let me guess is it cherry
2: no it's candle plain white <laughs> 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 this was given as a gift, plain guys. Candle. I mean,
0: <laughs> plain white candle. All right, cool. Um, that's good to know. So now, one day when it's given away, everybody's no know, knows what to expect.
2: Yeah, we still got a lot of candle to go. I mean, it's no yeah. so, sorry. We got we got a lot left in it. So yeah, give ways. us away. They've got at least a seven seven storms worth of this.
0: Yeah, or a full that's season's good. worth of episodes. And I was talking. Yeah, about right. <laughs> but, um. But, yeah, I mean, you go back to what he said, and it was the team has players that don't want to be here or whatever. Who knows what he was talking about? Who knows who he was talking about? Maybe he about? was talking about himself. He might have been talking about Maybe he about was himself. talking I'd, about himself. I'd, I'd, it, <laughs> there's comments going around in the chat right now, but I, I do think, you know, it is interesting how this locker room and the chemistry for this team has changed yeah. with one big change since then. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. But Parada is one of the guys that you can tell wants to be here. He Just talking to him at the training ground and everything, he he genuinely seems to enjoy this city and wants to stay. So uh, that that goes a long way and translates into results on the field, and I'm here for it.
1: Me too. I feel like I want to learn Spanish so I can communicate better with the team.
0: Duolingo, baby.
2: Duolingo. Sponsor is Duolingo. Espanol SCSC. I took, I took Spanish <laughs> one twice. So that, that tells you how great I did. <laughs> I just no, want to find
1: yeah.
0: the teacher that, he, that Parada's using and figure out what company they work for because if they teach Spanish as good yeah. as English, then I'm going to start writing some things off on taxes.
1: <laughs>
0: Got to communicate with the team.
1: Get their people. Find out who their people are.
0: All right. What's so, next? Red Bulls. Look, we're always gonna we're always gonna talk about it. But uh, at the end of the day, like it was a historic day. There's really nothing else to hit on. I don't think, unless you guys got any final points. Um,
2: we're points. checking off the list of things we haven't done before, right? We did. We yeah. beat Seattle. Now, now we beat the Red Bulls. I mean, we've won in Yankee Stadium before, so that's right. We have. We have. But well, we won in the playoffs. Do we Have Playoff. we won in the regular season there? I think it was a draw the one game Joseph had a had that crazy header that went off the ground into the into the net. Well last year, yeah,
0: in, in, in July of last year they won. Um I'm mean, sorry, they they tied two two. Yeah. The last time they won there was in twenty eighteen in that in that uh playoff
2: run. But have they still so have they won there in the regular season?
0: Uh unless they did it in early twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. All right, let's add the checklist. We gotta yeah. create like a checklist to hold up of like all our firsts: first kidney stone, first win against the Red Bulls, first win at Yankee Stadium. It's firsts—the season of firsts. of firsts.
1: Lots
0: there of firsts. We go. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, kind of as a transition, because we have we have yes, this New York game to talk about. Uh, we also have it wasn't like a really busy news week. I don't think, but, uh, you, you have the twos back playing in full force. And I mean, this is not just an Atlanta United first team podcast. This is an Atlanta United podcast. So we got it. We got to touch on the twos. Um, they played two matches so far. This, the match they played this weekend was against rebels too. And, uh, Overall, in the in the first two matches of the season, I think the twos have played one full game worth of really good football and one full game of not so great football. Um, this match against the Red Bulls, they started off hot in the first the first half. Eric Lopez, I know it's coming. Eric Lopez uh, got back on the score sheet for Atlanta United, which last year at this time I never thought was going to happen ever again. But Eric Lopez gets in. He had a handful of really good chances in that match. And uh, I mean, he buried that first one. He had a few more and unfortunately just couldn't, couldn't put any more away. But um, second half came around and they just, they, they just kind of gave into the pressure and it was tough. And uh, they had, they had a couple of opportunities. Um, If we're going to talk, Nick Firmino, I think is going to want that entire game back. He just had a tough match. He had a, a, a open wide open header that he missed. And then for those of y'all that don't know that don't watch the twos, of course, MLS Next Pro has a different set of rules this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're testing some things out, one of them being like the substitution rule where you have – if you're coming off, you have 10 seconds to get off the pitch. And if you don't, then your team has to play a man down for a full minute. Um, But one of the other ones is if 90 minutes passes and it's a draw, the game does not end. You go straight into penalties.
2: Do you get a point if you get if you go to the shootout, or is it just straight yeah. up three points? Well, we're so we're get, doing hockey now. Okay, yeah. You, I like you, this. Get a,
0: you get a point for the for a loss in penalties. You okay. get two points for a win in penalties, and then you just okay. get three points if you just win the game outright.
2: Okay, they they've been NHL has like talked about that for years. That exact same type of format. Yeah.
0: Yep. So. And that's, that's where they were at. They went into penalties, and uh, it was kind of neat because, you know, we've had people asking, I think on here, about uh, one of Atlanta's newer goalkeepers, Clement Diop, uh, who, I mean, he's been – when I've seen him at the training ground, in Sydney, I mean, you've been there some too. The guy looks really, really good at training. And, and actually, he had a really good game against the Rebels too. too. Uh, had a couple of really, really good saves that kept them in the game for sure. It was one penalty that was uh, that was blocked, and it was Nick Firmino, unfortunately, that uh, that was the difference between them uh, taking it and not taking it. But a good play, you know. It was it was a good game, uh, but they just they just couldn't pull out the win. So and then and now they're about to go on the road, but you know you got a lot of changes with the twos as well. Obviously, dropping back to the to MLS Next Pro, you've got a new coach coming in, so. Give him a little bit of time. But individual players, I mean, there's there's lots of good things to take. And you've got a lot of these guys that are going to be bouncing back and forth uh, between the first team and the second team. And Zilf pointing out Noah Cobb had a great game. Yeah, he did. Um, and that's, that's good. That's what you want to see because coming off that Columbus match where he got shafted, really, like it wasn't his fault for him to come back in and, and have a pretty solid game is, I think, a huge thing for a kid his age, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to pretend like I know the twos very well, but some of the games I watched last year, it really didn't seem like they a lot of them were on the same page. They didn't play very well as a team, and at least the limited play of the, the last couple of games that I've watched, it looks like they at least got it together a little bit more, and they have, like, a decisive plan on what they want to do, and that's exciting, and you saw a couple of times, they they shifted to the video of uh, Garth and Pineda, like, sitting by each other. And that's, you know, that's what you want. You want that plan, right? I think that's what they started talking about when Frank DeBoer came in was like Frank was going to be the guy that built up not only Atlanta United, but built up the entire homegrown, uh, the whole academy. And that was what he was good at. And he was going to shine at it. And then then you find out that he's never even watched MLS a day in his life. So he probably, probably never even really watched the dudes ever. And, you know, Heinze, I don't even know if Heinze would have been that type of person either. Like, it seemed like he was very focused on on the main team uh, when, when you at least heard some of the comments. And also it was COVID, so nobody really had extra time for anything. But like now, I mean, it, it seems, you know, who did Panina talk about the first minute he, he signed with the Land United? Tyler Wolf.
1: Yeah.
2: He loved Tyler Wolf. And he named some of, the, some of the younger players that were on the roster. And that's what he wants to work with. And, you know, obviously he was an assistant coach before. And, you know, I think that if if he's the long-term answer, which we're all hoping that he is, and he's going to continue to be involved with the twos and help build them up, it's, ju- it's just a, a huge win.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you've got... You've got a team and we're we're gonna talk a little bit about the academy in a second, but you've got a team that I don't want to say they haven't capitalized on their academy and their young guys, because that's not true at all. I just think maybe there was there was more room and I think all the coaching changes before Pineda didn't help things because you got a new coach is gonna come in and in an ideal world, your academy and your, you know, second team whatever should be all in line with what the first team is trying to do. I don't think you necessarily had it to the degree that you do now early in the the history of Atlanta United. That's not to say they weren't aligned, but I don't think you have it to the degree you do now. I think Pineda's idea, his concepts, the tactical way that he wants to play everything else. I think you're seeing that all the way down. And it does help that you've got Steve Cook coming from Seattle as well. Pineda knew him there. Loggerway knew him there. Like we're just turning into Seattle 2.0. It's whatever. But they all are on the same page. And I think it's easy to for you know, these guys to be in a room and say, All right, this is what I want to do. What do you guys think? And for them to figure out an answer and align whatever that may be, whether it's analytics or the academy, the twos, like it's not just the first team you gotta worry about here. So I think it's a good thing to have guys that are all I mean, it's always good to have guys that are on the same page, but I think we're actually seeing the fruits of that kind of come to come to the forefront.
1: Yeah, and um, uh kind of tying into the lady night at nycfc kind of theme this weekend uh la night 2 will be at nycfc 2 uh, on the knife on sunday at belson stadium uh that match will be at mlsnextpro.com but yeah that, that's something that i would love to see too and you're seeing it you know we talk about wolf um brennan cobb uh garces unfortunately who has enhanced, uh, acl started still working on recovering from that but uh yeah, other names that I haven't mentioned, like Nelson Norghi, um David Mejia, uh, Vicente Reyes. Uh, Johnny Vial. Um, Johnny Vial. Johnny Vial, my boy, like man. That. Yeah, <laughs> your guy. Your guy. <laughs> these are players that I, I think that the idea behind a LA Lady United kind of backfired because while you're getting these players experience against professional clubs, full guys that do this full time, it kind of backfired because they were just getting their heads kicked in, not every night but every other night it seemed like so I think being an MLS Next Pro, some people don't like it I think being an MLS Next Pro kind of levels the playing field as far as Lady United 2 is concerned and gives these guys a greater opportunity to grow within the MLS kind of ecosystem because you know, if they can prove themselves here at this level, uh, that theoretically could open opportunities for them to contribute at the first team level. So, really interested to see, Tyler, actually talking about Steve Cook coming over from Seattle, who's had tremendous success with their academy. I mean, look at the names that have come out of there. But, while Atlanta United are, uh, have a very strong academy, it's not like the Union Academy, it's not like um, SC Dallas' academy by any stretch of the imagination, but While there's plenty of room to go, there's still plenty of promise um, within. So, yeah, kind of our, um, I guess, our twos chat, I guess. And hopefully they can kind of get things back on track, no pun intended, this weekend.
2: Ooh, piece of news we forgot. It's a train joke. I got it. (laughs) 404 day. It was 404 day the other day. And it was interesting to see how some of the teams did. And I don't know if you guys noticed, did you see who was the representative for Atlanta United on on the main picture that all the teams were posting? It was Miles Robinson, was it not?
1: Miles.
2: It was Miles Robinson. Uh, just interesting to me because we talked about this before the season started, like who was going to be the face of Atlanta United this season. So I've been trying to kind of pay attention. And I seen I saw a billboard at least when, on my way down for the opener where you saw Miles on a billboard from there, but maybe they're just trying to say, "Hey, stay here. You're the face of the franchise now. Come on down." Still don't think it's possible, but it was it subliminal, was nice to, nice to see there.
1: Subliminal messaging.
2: It's nice. I mean, I, you wanna you wanna feel that you're important here, and if that's something a little extra they're trying to do to recruit him to stay for a little bit longer. You know, power to him. It is interesting to see like what like what the different teams were doing. The Hawks yesterday while they were playing, they were po- every one of their uh, social media posts were uh rap lyrics from people that had performed at halftime at their games. So I thought that that was that was uh fun. Interesting.
0: For what it's worth, there's still right outside the bins, there's still a Grady uh billboard with Joseph on it. So <laughs> That contract clearly hasn't run out yet. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Grady's still good. Yeah. Grady's still doing his thing.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving forward with the news before we get into the NYC FC stuff, uh, the Generation Adidas Cup is going on right now. So, we're talking about the Academy. Um, the U 17s were playing in a group against NYCFC, FC, actually, Austin and Pumas. And they ended up in that uh, third, I believe on goal differential, just under Austin. So New York and Austin were the top of that group. Um, The U15s, on the other hand, they were in a group with, and I had it pulled up, and now there we go, uh, Monterey out of Mexico, Portland Timbers, and D.C. United. They ended up second in that group off of gold differential, over Portland. So, um, you know, just names to keep an eye on. Malachi Grant, I think, is one that, that popped up last year. You guys um, that follow the twos and follow the academy a little bit. He was one of the ones that played alongside Noah Cobb in the MLS Next All-Star game last year. Did a really good job. But, uh, you know, the, you're, you're going to get, Names coming up from uh from the the academy that you're going to start seeing with the twos, and I I fully believe that you're going to see a handful of these guys with the first team in the next three, four, five years, whatever it may be. And uh, there's there's lots to be excited about. So just wanted to touch on them real quick. Um, yeah, Zilf, Ashton Gordon, <laughs> yeah, and I I wanted to bring it up, Rocket Rita Rita. So the day if he if he makes it to the first team and he plays a match in the bends. I mean, hopefully he's 21 by the time, but they they better have a margarita named after that man <laughs> in the bins. There better be like a, a house special for him. Um, Got a
1: long way to go. He's 15 years old, 26 I know.
0: years so. He'll <laughs> be years? 28.
2: <laughs> he will be the Kool-Aid man of the match.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Tang. Yeah, oh, y'all Tang- remember
2: that? Oh, Tang yeah. still exists.
0: Does it really? Yes, it I does. think so. I hated that stuff, actually. <laughs> I just went way back. Um, all right. So, yes, there's our Adidas Cup coverage for you. <laughs> the uh, next little bit at the training ground yesterday, Andrew Gutman is back with the team. He came Hell out yeah. good stuff. Good, good news. Uh, he did warm ups and some of the first drills with the team. And then he went off to the side to kind of do some uh, individual stuff with some trainers, working on crosses, uh, playing balls into the box, just just individual stuff that was separate from what the team did. For the team's part, um, they're they're very well aware that they're about to play on a baseball field. Baseball field. And yeah, this
1: is the first time a lot of these players have played at Yankee Stadium, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Parada even talked about it because – you think about it, he got here in Atlanta just after they played in New York last year. Uh because yeah. they played July 3rd, I think, against NYC up up in the Bronx. And then he got here like, I don't know, two weeks later or something.
2: Yeah. So, so you got Lennon, Robinson, Aruju, like those were some guys that were there. Sosa was back at that point. Ibarra was around.
0: Wiley's played there. Obviously, Brad's played there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so we got a Um, decent amount of guys that have... It's weird, like, how do you explain to, like... Because, like, most of the world... Like, I know that there's different sizes, but, like, isn't this technically under-regulation?
0: It's minimum regulation.
2: Right, but, like, how do you, like, go explain to, like, somebody that, like, comes in from, like, a big league and, like, you just draw a picture? Like, I could just see, like, a Ted Lasso explanation of, like, how, how you explain to someone, like, yeah, here's, like, where we play, and then... Sorry, my hands used to the full screen here. It's like here's where we are, but here's what we're gonna play.
0: It was yeah. it was really funny. I
2: feel sick when I watch games uh, on TV that that Yankee Stadium. Like I seriously don't understand how their fans can watch a game. I, like maybe you just get used to it, but every time I watch a game that's at Yankee Stadium, I get dizzy. Like just trying to look at the. I guess I have to go there to check it out. To, like fully understand. Like you see it, but like you don't see it really. And I, 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 let's make a trip. I'll meet you guys in New York, Sydney. That's your your stomping grounds around there. All of New York <laughs> is New York, so you should know it. We'll, we'll meet you there. Let's go.
1: I went to Yankee Stadium last year for a Yankees game. It's on the.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: so you NYCFC went for what it's used banner. for?
0: What? <laughs> I said you went for what it's actually used for.
1: Yeah, I went for actually what it's used for. <laughs> yeah, but um, real quick, and Tyler, I know. You're going to talk about the training ground. It's just the setup there. Even the guys who have played there, and we'll talk about the match a little later on, even the guys who have played there before, it, it's still a lot to get used to. And NYCFC has been able to use it to the advantage time and time again. Uh, they're building a new stadium, as mentioned. Uh, I supposed to build a new stadium. Uh, but they're, teams are just going to have to deal with it until then. So... But yeah, going going back to the training ground. I mean, you were out there Tyler and you're seeing the preparations for that.
0: Yeah, um and and Dan, saying the Open Cup is on. We're going to talk about the Open Cup in a second for for a moment anyway. But yeah, um the training ground just to keep it really short, um again, they're very clear on what happened. You go back to Pineda's history there and that was where they lost in 2021 in the in the playoffs. Um you got a draw there last year, a hard-fought draw. They, they, I would call that success. I mean, a draw, especially last year, with what this team dealt with on the road, was is, is pretty good. I think they can win there, um, and and they're convinced that they can win there. They, Pineda, when we got out there yesterday, I and mean, of course they have the small-sided pitch set up, uh, but beyond that, they had a forty by forty square. Well, Pineda came over and he was explaining the drills, the forty by forty square, and and if you take the forty by forty, that's similar, at least in width, to what you're going to be looking at, um, in in Yankee Stadium. But there were a bunch of the uh, the the agility sticks, the training posts that were set up through it, and it looked like something out of the Olympics, like the slalom skiing, where you got to go in and out, you know. Uh, but he was explaining that basically what they were doing, they got uh, I think it was ten v ten. And they're just, they're, they're playing towards each other, but the, the, the way that they scored points in this match, there were no goals. They were just trying to break lines through these little, these slaloms, these gates. And, uh, it was to simulate how packed it's going to be on that field, but it's trying to play, you know, line breaking passes through the traffic. And so they scored points based on how they played through these different gates that were all over the field. So it was, it was a, Clever, kind of creative way to, to get them in the mindset. And then they went over to that small pitch, played 7v7 very quick. There were three teams. Um, and it was just a matter of, you know, two teams played. One team would swap to the other side. That one would get a break. The one that was just on a break would come in and they would just cycle through. And the caveat with that drill, again, that was really cool in prepping for this game specifically, was uh, they, if they scored a goal, it only counted if all of the attacking team were in the attacking half of the pitch. Obviously, to simulate, you know, you, you, you got such a small pitch, you can you can press New York all the way into their their own half and keep them there as much as possible. Um, so, you know, and he described it as a mindset thing. Really, really cool, really clever. He's been coming up with some, some very interesting drills this season. I just think it's, it's cool that we've been able to see it. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, we, we talked about Parada a lot already. Prada spoke to the media, talked about the fight, everything else. We've hit on that. And then beyond that, uh, Machop Chole spoke to us. And um, just a quick side note on him, and I've got an article about it. You guys go check out on, uh, on Dirty South Soccer. But uh, he, all uh, all about the training ground, but specifically Machop Chole, his, uh, his part, he, he was he, – I mean, his quote was, you know, it brings tears to my eyes. He was talking about his time with South Sudan. National team, and he—I did not realize this really cool story. Obviously, we—we we, you may know he was born there, moved here in yeah. the year 2000 when he was two, if—if if that. Um, he did not see some of the family that lived in South Sudan until he joined the national team and made it back over there for national team camp. Wow. And so there's kind of a extra motivation, if you will, for him to kind of make it back over there because that is one of the ways to be able to go see his family that he never really gets to see. And he said that in this particular recent international break, the some of his some of his relatives were actually able to come to the camp, the training ground where the South Sudan national team was playing and training and actually watch him train and play and everything. So it was just a really cool story for him. Yeah. Uh, really neat if you didn't know that about him already, which I didn't. I mean, just kind of in-depth, not really about Atlanta United, but just cool because he is, this is an Atlanta United player. So if you need another national team to go cheer for, go look at South Sudan. was a really, really cool story.
1: Yeah, that's great. Great to hear. Great to see
0: it. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, last two things real quick. What we got in that? Video? Yeah. Because, yeah, comments popping up. Uh, you've got the the Open Cup is in full force. Yes. Right now. Charleston um, won,
1: by the way, last night.
0: Yes, Charleston did win. And, and our boy, got to give him a shout out, Tristan Traeger, Tristan the first smart. guest we ever had on the show, uh, was man of the match and scored a goal. Nice. So they played against Savannah last night. There were some good games last night. Um, As far as tonight, you've got a handful. I mean, you've got a bunch, actually. But you got a handful that are kind of, I guess more relevant for Atlanta because you've got the draw coming up. Uh, Bo talking to me. Zilf saying, we're going to play them again, aren't we? We probably Atlanta's probably going to play Charleston. <laughs> I, I fully expect that. Bo saying, let's go Birmingham. Birmingham is playing the Chattanooga Red Wolves, which is the USL League One team up in Chattanooga. But Chattanooga FC, which obviously we all know is a team that we played in the preseason, played in the Open Cup last year, played a handful of other times. Uh, they are playing Des Moines Menace, which is a League 2 team. And that is actually going to be available to watch on Bleacher Report on their YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Tormenta coming up in the chat. Tormenta is another one that's playing tonight. They are playing Rio Grande Valley. Um, they just kicked off about 20 minutes ago or so. Yeah. Uh, who am I missing, Sydney? Because we talked about it beforehand.
1: Oh. <clears throat> No, we're, we're talking about uh, Phoenix Rising in is playing Greenville Triumph at ten thirty. Those of you who are listening to the podcast, this will probably be uh, all news by the time the podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, know, uh, yeah, Just keep your eyes on a, lo- a lot of the local of the local teams that are around. You know, Charleston. We talked about yesterday winning <laughs> Charlotte Independence, uh, North Carolina FC, Birmingham, both Chattanooga teams. The one in League One, in the one in NISA. Uh, Phoenix Rising, Jack and Conway's with them right now, of course, on loan. Um, Greenville Triumph uh, play each other in Phoenix at 1030 on Wednesday night. Of course, again, if you're listening to the podcast, um, after the fact, this will be kind of old news. But the draw. Cleveland the FC, body. baby. Cleveland FC Cleveland out FC here. Too. <laughs> Cleveland FC, too. They are taking on. Who are they playing? I'm trying to take a look at it. I'm trying to find it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Cleveland. That's I'm it. not either. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: Richmond. That was like Richmond, Richmond something.
1: Richmond Kickers. Oh. That's correct.
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, Richmond Kickers. That's yeah, tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. Yeah. And that one's so, available
0: at seven seven p.m. and it's going to be on Bleacher Report as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Bleacher Report, uh, Waterbust Discovery, um, essentially is the rights holder for Youth Open Cup at least for now. Uh, the draw will be Thursday at six thirty p.m. So Lady night at and a host of other MLS teams will find out who they play in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. And, again, like you said, it'll probably be Charleston Battery like it's been every single year. But it'll be fun to watch anyway and see, I guess, where the match will be played. Whether it'll be Charleston or Atlanta. So, yeah, fun time. I'm a big U.S. Open Cup fan. I'm sure you guys and are. And this too. is my
0: favorite, like my favorite time for the Open Cup, too, because there's just so many silly matches you know and then they they just they're so fun to watch i mean i watched uh, a couple last night um today's really the day you know when we get done here there's a handful of games that you can go watch um but yeah i mean last night it was oakland roots versus el farrito which is an npsl team you know you you expect the craziness in games like that and there was you know red cards there was penalties there's just good stuff you know they're fun matches to watch and uh yeah, you go, go on ussoccer.com, go to the Open Cup page, and they have the links there for the ones that are available to watch. Uh, some of them are what are referred to as TeamCast, which the team is doing it. And then you've got a handful that are also Bleacher Report. So you can watch them straight from YouTube.
1: Fun times. Fun times. Yep, yep.
0: Good stuff. The cup. Oh, and I did want to, <laughs> I got to read this real quick. I wanted to put it up as the tweet of the week, but we already have a tweet of the week. But – just to give you guys a and this will be good for everybody listening after the fact because the open cup is just that that season of crazy I'll just say crazy and we and, and Tommy you were into the the uh, betting world somebody took a 10 leg parlay all right okay. the odds plus 503,484,700 and there's okay. a handful of teams, Appalachian FC, Michigan Stars, North Carolina FC, Chattanooga Red Wolves, the Ocean City Nor'easters, and I don't have the other five. They maxed out his, his bet at 99 cents, and his, if, he, if he hits it, his return is going to be $3,588,838. <laughs> $3, <laughs> a lot of so, money. Wow. That is, and uh, ninety nine cents. Dude, I'll take it all day because with the open cup, it could happen. A hundred percent, it could happen. That is, that is the the magic of the open cup.
2: I don't think I've ever seen open cup like in here in Ohio. It's legal now, and we I've never seen like open cup like show up on there. Yeah, like on any app.
0: I don't know what this one was on, but yeah, absolutely. He, uh, yeah, but they they capped his bet at ninety nine cents. So
2: I'm yeah. on it. Challenge accepted.
0: It. That will look. We we could have, and we could retire. Not really, but we could have one heck of a podcast with three million dollars.
2: Yeah, we could. Soccer is like <laughs> real quick. I mean, just like soccer, like is like is a scam, like in gambling, because like you usually have win or loss, right? But you have draw, but like you can make bets and say like if it's a draw, like nobody ends up winning the bet, but like the odds are worse, so they like, they won't pay out as much. But yeah, soccer's a scam.
0: Yeah. I know nothing about it, time. so like that's a bet that I would take because why not? It's a dollar, <laughs> you know. I, I, think I did a free point.
2: bet that turned into a thousand dollars on accident. So yeah, I I mean, th- look,
0: <laughs> look at uh, that
1: on accident.
2: It was on accident. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I know nothing All right. about college basketball. All right. So, what we talking about next? Fun, fun times.
0: Yep, yep. I think uh, we can hit on this analytics thing. Do you guys want to touch on that before we get into the NYC stuff? Or
2: Yeah, so we, Tyler, you said you were the only one that read the article. We, we are bad uh, preppers of the show, but you, I got an opinion from what you've told me, but go ahead, tell us a little bit about the article.
0: Yeah, so just really quick, Atlanta United um, put an article out today that touched on what they're doing with the analytics for the team. We all know, we've talked about it on this show before, what Garth Lagerway wants to do with the analytics. Um, you've, you've got him bringing in a couple of different, uh, what's the word, not agencies, but but firms, analytics firms that are coming in, and they are taking so many little details that maybe you don't think about uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis and applying them not only to the strategy for Pineda and the team, but then in going and finding players that are going to match up with that particular play style. And, uh, right now their main analytics guy, he, he was pointing out that statistically in MLS, the majority of the goals are scored off of like fast breaks or counters, things like that. And so that played a lot into why they brought in Yakamakis. That was why they pushed so hard to bring him in because of how like his physicality, his ability to press everything else. Um, and, and just some of the changes that they're already making. But you look at where this team was analytics-wise. I remember doing the spaces last at the end of last season when Loggerway was getting announced and us talking about how bad this team needed it. And to fast-forward just four months, if that, and to see where they're at already is a big, big sign. And it's it's huge, and it goes under the radar all the time. But analytics- Atlanta was the one pioneering this for MLS and in, in a lot of ways and then kind of dropped off maybe. I mean, they might not say that, but like it just seemed that way from a, from a outsider looking in and, and, but now they're going full force back into it. And I'll, I'll say my last little point is, and it's been this way from the whole, the whole time we've been on this topic over the past few months is you got a team that wants to be a big time, you know, world-class team, you can't get by with a half an analytics department. You have to be on top of these things that are going to point you in the right direction for a player pool that is literally all over the world. Take advantage of it. It's there. You just got to tap into it. And it seems like they're doing that.
2: It's easy to get left behind uh, in in analytics. And you see the all the leagues slowly jumping into it. The NFL was was always a big one. and and baseball but now you're seeing the nhl get into it more the nba and you look at some of the teams and one of my teams my hockey team uh they, they were one of the worst teams that they didn't believe in analytics and then same thing they get a new president and they're going and hiring a bunch of teams like that's extremely important long term for any franchise especially now any leg that you can get up on your competition is huge and i think that that's what we've been missing for all these years and you know i i've heard garth make comments that he's even like talked to the falcons analytics department because the falcons weren't behind on this they they paid all the money and the falcons were using it for their team so he said he's even had conversations just with the falcons team regarding certain things from there so they don't want to just steal from the falcons they want to have their own analytics department you know obviously two completely different sports even though they're both called football but you know that's that's very important to them and now they're investing into it so like i, I want to be dramatic here but like this is this is a huge signing long term because now you're creating this department that's going to help going forward
1: yeah there are three specific metrics mentioned in the article um counter pressures attacking half ball recoveries or attacking half ball recoveries i should say and xg per xg's per shot expected goals per shot not penalty. Expected goals per shot per shot. I can't talk. Um, but yeah, the link is in, <laughs> yeah, link's in the chat if you guys want to take a look at it. Um, but yeah, really good to see LA United really embracing this and really dubbing headfirst into it because maybe it gets forgotten in a lot of you know front offices around the league. I'm um, certainly not at Seattle. I think Lagerway is it's good to see Lagerway championing this around at Lady hallways and it already looks like it's paying off at the end and Yakamaki's were called out as players who specifically were signed as a result of this approach so hopefully more to come in this regard and more to um more to be uncovered as a league that it really again dives headfirst into it but again i've had the link in the chat if you guys want to take a look at that on um, by sandy mcafee um uh, she had a yeah. The, I just had a breeze through it right now. Uh, really well read article by Sandy. Really appreciate your work. Over yeah, there.
0: it was it was a really really good in depth article and yeah. and absolutely if you if you haven't had a chance and it, it literally just came out like a few hours ago. So but yeah. go check it out. It's it's worth the read. It's it, it's a lot of stuff that maybe from just a, a traditional football standpoint it's maybe not the most interesting stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm not a math guy. I don't like math, but I understand how important it is in the, in the modern game, especially. And take advantage of it. It's a tool that you can use. Yeah. And by all means, take advantage of it. Yakimakis, yeah. by the way, uh, while we're on the subject of him and news also made team of the week on the bench. I you were he gonna say he was, good was good at math. It, he, he, he probably is good at math. I think, um, I, I'm not going to never mind. I was going to say something. But I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, good for him. Good for, uh, another player to make it onto the team of the week, despite the, the crazy, uh, match that they had Just to, to, to be able to make it, make that award again. I mean, the, the team's just racking these awards up, which is great. Great to see, uh, Ariel, welcome back. We've missed you. We've missed you. And, uh, Hope everything's good, but the with the new baby. So, all right from here, I think we are now onto NYCFC, right?
1: NYCFC. Yeah. At the I'll throw stadium. out stadium.
0: Yes, the Postage Stamp Stadium. I'll throw something out real quick. This this is kind of like a little bit of personal news that was kind of cool that just happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy has He's got been waiting his. all. Episode for this moment,
1: <laughs> his L. A. Oh, Angels muted. jersey and cap
0: unmute,
2: and he forgot to unmute himself. Still forgot unmute. I, unmute. Almost, I I was so excited. Guardians. I almost bought a Braves hat for this bit, and I was like, I'm never gonna wear it. I'm an Angels fan, as we talked about on the <laughs> on the Patreon episode. But I was like, oh, we're we're playing at a baseball stadium. I'm gonna wear my baseball stuff. So here we go. <laughs> both both the Angels and the Braves won today. So ah uh,
0: yes. While we're on the topic of new kits, I got mine. Uh, shout out nice. to my wife. Thank you so much, babe. She's listening now too. Nice. Um, yeah, anniversary present. So, and it's nice and cool. And it's because it's hot in my house right now. I love this thing. So comfy. So
1: very nice.
0: Um, all right. NYCFC. Uh, my my quick little bit. My quick little personal news. Um, I randomly got. Um followed by New York city football club on Twitter yesterday. And I was like, Oh no, they're going to find all the crap that I've talked about them over the past couple of years (laughs) and, and try to bring it up in case uh, Atlanta doesn't win this match this weekend. Uh, But it turns out they actually wanted me to, they have a a little bit, a little piece that they do on NYCFC.com that basically highlights the away team. And it's called the away end. It's just an interview with somebody that covers the opposing team in this case, Atlanta United. And they asked me to do this interview. So we'll be doing that. And uh, I don't know when it'll be up yet. Obviously I'll share it on Twitter, but I just thought it was cool. That's my little, you know, exciting piece of news for the day, but uh, it'll, it'll be up hopefully in the next couple of days. So I
2: thought you were going to say they, uh, they offered you to uh, transfer over to the dark side and, start a podcast with them
0: I wouldn't I, I'm not doing that until they get yeah. a, a soccer specific stadium <laughs> that's part of the contract I, that's non-negotiable <laughs> just check I, I would never do that no never do that ride or die with Atlanta baby all right uh what do, what do we I mean we can beat the dead horse and talk about the fact that they play on a baseball field we can talk about the size of the pitch. We can also talk about how they haven't been the best this season. They're not bad by any means. They are going on a three-game home stretch, which is going to do wonders, I'm sure, for their confidence. But there's a big difference between this team now and the last time Atlanta played them, which is Tati Casiano's does not play for them anymore. So that's a big yeah. deal. Uh, you still got a lot, of, a lot of threats for sure, but – I think with what Atlanta brings, if they can bring the same mindset they brought to Charlotte and with the, the tactics that I'm sure they're going to employ and also the lessons that they learned from being able to play against the Red Bulls who want to try to keep things as small as possible and force you into mistakes and everything else, I think they have a shot for this one.
2: New York's <laughs> unstoppable at home, though. They don't lose. Like, what, what is there? I, I was trying to Google the record here. I'm going to find it. But they're, they're 2-0 and this year. A 3-2 win and a 1-0 win. Like, this team does... Th- this is one of the few legit home field advantages in the United States that is just something that is completely unique to them because of where they play. And that's... That is something that is... This is... I was going to say before when we were talking about the red bulls the red both new york teams are teams i would not want to meet in the playoffs one the red bulls anyone that plays the red bulls in the first round if you get past them you're going to be beat up you're going to be beat up because you're going to go into a war possibly in a three game series with them and then here you're going to have to play yankee stadium and i know we ended up winning and ended up advancing to move on to the the red bulls from there but that was still that was still a, a very hard earned win in the playoffs at Yankee stadium that year. So I don't know. Like it's, this is something that I was scared of years ago when we made the playoffs going into Yankee stadium and I'm still scared of it now.
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, the past couple of years I was looking at their um, home record Tommy. I think it was 10, three and four over the past couple of years, 10, three four last year, 10, three four the year before as well. But Tyler, you mentioned Tati, of course, not being with the club anymore. Uh, another name went are up to you, uh, Maxi Morales is no longer with NYCFC. Um, also Tiago Andrade, Tiago Andrade um, was linked to Perance um, in Brazil. I believe I'm yeah. pronouncing it right. Um go. So,
0: yeah,
1: Perense. Yeah, two big <laughs> names that aren't yeah, two big names that aren't with um NYCFC. Of course, the big name is Casillas, and the big name as well is Morales, um, the magician. He, he created so many moments for this club during this time with NYCFC, and earned him. Well, I just I don't want to say earned him, but he I, he had decided to go back home to Argentina and, and rejoin an racing, racing club. Um, so. Yeah, he's back home in Argentina with the club he started with. Racing is the club he started with, so home country for him. But again, Tati, uh, Tiago Andrade, another name, another key name to watch out for is Tati Spagno, another Brazilian player, um, really young player. I believe he's 22, 23 years old, but a really talented young player that they have. That. NYCFC can really lean on. So, while it's missing a lot of key pieces, and they signed Richie Ledesma from Eindhoven, so he's with them on loan, I believe, from Eindhoven. So, several names to keep an eye on on Saturday. So even though they're missing Tati, even though they're missing um, Morales and Tiago Andrade, still plenty of names to keep an eye on, the names I just mentioned, and then more than that. And Sean Justin, yeah. by the way, no longer with
0: them. Yeah. That,
1: so that's big. Another big one. Yeah,
0: that's a big move. Um, and yeah, Talos Magno, I think he's gonna be one that is you always have to keep an eye on him. He's done very well, relatively speaking, against Atlanta, but you're just not looking at the same team that you you had in twenty twenty two, much less twenty twenty one for sure. So I I would say from a roster building standpoint only they've taken a step back in that regard. That's part of being, you know, a club that wins a championship and everything else. When you're going to have guys that move on, that's what happened with Atlanta. We all know, you know, Miggie, um a lot of other guys that, that went on, you know, Gressel and then taking all the other complaints out of the, the, you know, all the other variables out. I get it. We could go on a tangent, but when you win, you're, people are going to want your guys. And NYCFC did really well for, a couple of seasons. And again, not that they're starting this year off bad, but I don't think they would consider maybe their record right now to be where they want to be or where they think they should be. So you got to go there understanding the mission, which is you're playing on, like you said, Tommy, the home field advantage of, of MLS. So you got to try to take your game to them as best you can. Um, you know, we've seen teams go up there already this season and, and really come away, maybe not with the the result they wanted, but really take it to New York. I think we're talking about Miami was one that went up there. Um, and the only, only reason that Miami didn't come away with that one in terms of a point was because of an on goal, which seems to be a common theme this year is on goals. But, uh, it, it wasn't that you, you know New York City played them off the pitch. It's just that they, I don't think they're as creative as they have been in the past couple of seasons. So it's something Atlanta can take advantage of. There's a lot of youth on that team. If Atlanta can can come up there and play the game they want to play in terms of counter pressures and all those things that we were kind of talking about a minute ago with the analytics and the training ground and all that, they've got a chance. And I, I really think they can take three points from this one.
2: Do, you know, frustrated. thinking about. No, and, very and very it's very easy to get frustrated are, there. Yeah, it's
1: a place that can really play tricks on you because we talked about, we kind of joked about the size of the pitch is just ridiculous, and NYCFC, as we've already talked about, um, have been able to use it to their advantage so long. Um, so, yeah, this is a match that if you're, you aren't careful, you can get really frustrated, you can get really in the, caught up in the moment and be... On the back foot before you know it, and and if you know that. So,
2: just trying to think like more about this in general. You know, they play on a very unique size field, which is like probably the smallest in the world, I would assume, in regulation leagues. Like, is there any other advantage? And we could talk about the United States, around the world. Is there any other advantage besides you know fans? Like, I, I know that. Like. Baseball stadiums are all different sizes, but like there's nothing like overly crazy about any of the baseball stadiums. Is there any other unique home field advantage anywhere else that you can think of? I've got one and the only one I can think of is Colorado in the air and how that works in, in multiple, in multiple ways.
0: Salt Lake to a degree.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, the green monster, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a
2: good one. That's a, that's a unique one. I, I'll, yeah. I'll take that. That That's that's something that's, that's definitely different there. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah. It, it interests me. I, I like to think about these type of things. Like, something just so unique and, and it's frustrating for other teams there. Like, see teams go to Colorado. I mean, if you don't know, like, it's hard to breathe. Like, those players are used to it. The air is also, like, field goal kickers there can kick field goals that are usually 5 to 10 yards longer than what they're normally able to do. Um, down there. But obviously that works for both teams. But again, like teams are more used to it. Like, wasn't there a player? I, I know this, this happens in the NHL frequently, but I think there and, and also in the NFL, but I'm pretty sure there was like, we thought that <sighs> Ozzie Alonzo didn't go play in Colorado. Right. Like, wasn't that with the heart issue?
0: That was when he had the heart issue. Yeah.
2: Like, and that might've been also another concern about that is, mm. is going there and playing in that air. So just, just something random that interests me that I wanted to go on a rant about. I like yeah. it. I, I like think, it.
1: What have, you guys, what have you guys mentioned, though? They aren't unbeatable. I mean, it's not impossible to beat NYCFC at Yankee Stadium. I know it seems like it is, but it's not impossible. Um, and the question is, can a and United play within themselves and not play or be forced to play the match that you know, NYCFC will want them to play and immediately get themselves on the back foot? Like I said, you don't want to have to chase the match in hostile territory, especially on that pitch, especially um, in the environment. And granted, like we said, the roster may be a step below what it was in 2022 and in 2021. But still, this is a team that can, has to traditionally, like I said, been tough to be at home. Again, not impossible, but just have to, Keep your wits about you.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And and Tommy, real quick one of the one of the things you were talking about, Mark bringing up in the chat. Um, one of the MLB teams had that weird mound with the flagpole in the outfield. That was that was Tal's Hill in Houston. That was just like a random hill Man, in in center field. That I, I I don't I don't know the story behind it, but that's what that was.
2: Um, I thought we were talk about the garbage cans and and knocking on the garbage cans for. <laughs> that's a unique home advantage, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh, but yeah, like I mean,
1: too good of a home advantage.
0: Yeah, yeah, but th- but that's it is an interesting. That, that should be like one of the Patreon episodes. We can go over all the best home field advantages in the sports. That's that's a good topic. I like it. You've piqued my interest and my curiosity, Tommy.
2: I I like those conversations. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, sending, going back to what you were saying, for sure, you, you, you can't let, you can't let New York city get comfortable at Yankee stadium because they'll make you pay. We talked about the, you know, some of the roster turnover, the changes, maybe you've got the benefit if you're Atlanta of going into this match with guys that have some guys that have played there against some New York city players that are still even getting used to themselves because though we always want to talk about home field advantage, like they don't, this doesn't develop overnight for a player that hasn't played be- before. You know, you're coming from other leagues that play on normal size soccer pitches and then you show up to Yankee stadium just because you're part of the team. Doesn't mean it makes it any easier. You have to learn to play on it too. And you have some of these guys before, like uh, we, we're going to keep talking about Tati Cassianos, but he, he had been there for a while, you know, and he was used to it. Um, Maxim Morales was used to it, so maybe you've got a little bit of a benefit in the in that you know they, they have to develop that chemistry as well for their own home field advantage, and they're not undefeatable. So that's a, that's a, a bit of a bright spot for Atlanta going into this. It was funny because this weekend, after this most uh, previous win against the Rebels, one of the things that was asked, I think Doug Robertson from the AJC asked Yakamakis about this match in particular. And then he asked, you know, ha, ha, have the team told you about the, the field that you're playing on next week? And he was like, no, not not really. And he was like, just wait and see. Just wait and see. And I'm standing back there. And I was like, dude, it's a baseball field. <laughs> and he's like, okay. You know, like, I don't think it quite registers to, to players that have never played in MLS that they're about to go play on a baseball field. It's just an odd thing, for especially for players that yeah. have never played here before.
2: You're, Dude, gonna so you're gonna learn you're gonna
0: learn you're gonna learn today,
1: you're gonna learn today boy.
0: <laughs> all right cool. coach b uh, shout out real quick in the, in the chat wish usl had more tv support um for that espn i think espn plus is still carrying usl aren't they
1: yes they are if
0: i'm not mistaken so that's where you can check them out at um and then, of course, we're going back to the Open Cup. The Open Cup's going on right now. So as soon as you get done here, go check you out a game, probably off a Bleacher Report. So, any other big, any other big points we got to hit on for New York?
1: Just predictions, I guess.
0: All right, Tommy. You you seem yeah. like you've been drawing something over there. I thought I heard a sharpie.
2: No, I would never do anything like that. We'll ever, never do Tyler. Something like that.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Cool.
2: Well, I will I'll start the predictions. Uh, I think this is going to be another frustrating game. But I think we're going to check another box here, beat Red Bulls, Tommy's first kidney stone, and we're going to win at Yankee Stadium. One-nothing, <laughs> baby.
0: One-nil. <laughs> all right.
2: The check boxes are complete. I like board. it. I like it. I'm going to go one-nil as well.
1: I mean, all it takes is one goal to win, and – I don't foresee this being a heavily scoring matchup, so I'm going to go 1-0. I mean, three points, they all get the same, whether it's three goals, 2 nil or 1-0. They all count. They all same. count. So.
0: Um, I'm going to go 2-0 again oh, okay. because we have a guy that could probably score from anywhere on Yankee Stadium in Tiago <laughs> <Yeah>. Amada. <laughs>
2: Literally, literally. I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Arujo because he can just
0: he could hit a home run, home run, baby, from home plate. <laughs> I
2: took that the wrong way.
0: You're spit out your drink. Uh, no, but that's a good shout though. <laughs> no, I was referring to Almada. I just want him to take a free kick from center field and and hit the back of the net. Yakumakis is gonna be playing shortstop somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be both of them, Almada and, and Yakamakas.
2: Who's tweeting from the account? We should do what the, the Hawks did and just use only baseball references, like, throughout the game. Only tweet. <laughs> yeah. And he's safe. I, we'd run out of him within, like, three minutes. Would, like
0: that, that would be a Guinness record if we could keep up that through the entire 90 minutes.
2: I know, right? <laughs> I had so much fun when we were when I was tweeting at the Columbus game about uh, it was Star Wars night and like the game sucks <laughs> so bad. So I just started asking people what their favorite trilogies were, and we got a. It was that was probably the most fun of the game. Was just people just coming in and like not talking about that terrible game. We've got to start doing themed theme tweets here.
0: This one's definitely got to be the baseball one. Yeah, I mean, our, our chat right now, Bo. That's still only twenty feet away. Mark, throw in from the warning track.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, that's our Ruju. Yeah, he's gonna be thrown in from the warning track. Hundred percent. Good call there.
0: I hope. I hope Caleb Wiley wears his his Braves shirt back up there that he was wearing in the locker room after the Red Bulls match.
2: That would be amazing. Like you know when they show those pictures of them walking around the field, like checking out if they all had Braves gear on. Oh,
0: that yeah. Or we 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 gotta we gotta Trae tweet them kids.
2: We we gotta send some we gotta send some tweets here to, to try to make this happen. Gotta get him on the show sometime.
0: Would love that. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I want to hit on this real quick. Kyle Cran twenty three. Appreciate you being on the uh, on the Twitch. By the way, uh, I said what's up. Yeah. I don't know a lot about MLS. I'm an Everton fan from UK. Uh a good friend of mine is also an Everton fan. That was me, by the way, not. Kyle (laughs) says, but I'm going to say 3-1 Atlanta just because I see you guys have conceded quite a few, so can't see you getting a clean sheet. Um,
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be 3-1. I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, you're not wrong about the clean sheet
0: thing, you know, especially in a away game. I don't know, man. It's just that's why predictions are so hard. The team has it in them to score three. Whether they can do it away again, I don't know.
2: But... Well, Kyle, can we interest you in uh, finding an MLS team? Yes, because you can come hang out with us every week. Do
0: it on Twitch. This is <laughs> this can be your MLS team. Come on.
2: What time is it in the UK right now? It's like uh, almost 1.30. one o'clock, one thirty. Yeah. Air what 500 time 500 is it in the UK? It, it they're five hours it's ahead. It's one twenty-six a.m. One twenty-six a.m. You guys are good. <laughs> I didn't believe you. I thought you were just making stuff up. <laughs> what? What? Come what? On. I, I don't wait, know. My question:
0: Why did your watch have a British accent?
2: I i, I got I got sick of Siri yelling at me, so I, I i made it become British.
0: I need to do this. That's cool. You
2: could do this. There's like other voices you can download. But yeah, nah, I'm that's, just, that's Jarvis. I call him Jarvis.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like it. Iron Man
2: reference. A Iron Man reference. Thank you. Yeah, um, welcome to the yeah, team, us, Kyle. <laughs> yeah,
1: welcome, Kyle. Come on board. We we would have love to have you. Yeah, tweet us at uh, Scars so Letter and Spikes. Let us know your predictions, and we'll tell you how long how wrong we were next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colonel, none
1: of us have hit it. Colonel says 3 three zero.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. Is a lick? If I ne- I've never heard that we reference before. Walk oh okay i don't know man I was to say like
0: that might be a, that might be a colonelism
2: i, I <laughs> thought it was like i thought it was like uh scarves and spikes after dark reference there i don't know
0: <laughs> here we go <laughs> here we go I the deep th- again
2: i turned it dark it's That's a so all right
0: um that pretty much wraps it up for this one i think we're gonna work on some uh some guests for the next few episodes we're working on. I'll just go ahead and tell you guys now. Um, I'm not going to tell you who because I don't know if it's going to happen. Never know, but I will tell you we're working on another player uh, trying to get trying to get somebody on. So uh,
2: retired, so we're, he's got a lot of time to come <laughs> hang out He's going to be bringing us. his
0: pet snake on the show. I don't think it's um, big, no.
1: It's not Brett. be nice to no, be my dreams. Them. Maybe a Patreon <laughs> episode of Breck.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, no, we're working on that. We're, we're, you know, we, we wanted to kind of do some things, you know, with guests and without guests too. Um, it's also just for full transparency, like trying to get guests on every week is not the easiest thing in the world. I don't know if that's like a newsflash for anybody, but we pride ourselves in being able to do it as much as we can. But it's also like, we want to be able to talk to you guys occasionally too. So, (laughs) um, working on some things, make sure you guys are following us. All the usual places, YouTube, uh, at Scarves and Spikes. Twitch, again, at Scarves and Spikes. Patreon is up at the top for those listening after the fact. It is patreon.com slash Scarves and Spikes. Everything is Scarves and Spikes, Uh, except for the Twitter. It's Scarves, the letter N, Spikes. So make sure you follow us all there. Kyle. I mean, I don't have any links to any MLS teams, but I remember Atlanta when you guys had Martinez and Almiron when you won the championship. Yes, those were the golden age days. Uh, They're, coming back, guys... yeah. They're coming back, though, <laughs> Kyle. They're coming back. Coming we're, back. We're on our way back. Well, now get in. You have a link to an MLS team now, so yes. come and join us. Come come, have fun with the, the 17s. Uh, we'll Future League
2: player Almada will, will be uh, – you can yes. watch him play here.
0: Yeah, maybe he'll come to Everton. Who knows? Uh Al Marones with Newcastle. Um, I'm sorry for, for you as an Everton fan. Yeah. But, uh, it's like a bad yeah. word up there. Yeah, I know. But uh, I think that's it. I think I hit on everything. We did all the plugs. Make sure you're following us. I'm at ATL Pilgrim. Sydney is at SH Writes. Tommy is at Tommy ATL 96. And this was a home run today.
2: That... This was yeah. a home run today, right? Yeah, it was a home run. I thought it this show win. might have been like a double or a triple, but I think we hit a home run. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm they, practicing. We hit
0: I'm the three last week against the Red Bulls with Trey Young. So we're, we're going in the save, right direction. Save
2: some for,
1: save some for this weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's walk this one
0: off. Yep. Oh, man.
1: Walk it off. Nah. I got more.
2: I got everyone. more. I'm writing and it down. Listening.
0: Keep it going.
2: <laughs> Take care, everyone.
0: We are out
2: of here!